everybody. Welcome to Improv FAQ at Length. This is a series of longer conversations about improv topics that have lots of questions surrounding them. I'm James Quesada. And I'm Bob Wick. And we are joined by two special guests, Mary Beth Kolbix and Jennifer Sosha. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. And uh, so this is going to be a show and tell episode. Um, where we talk about shows that we've been part of and what we learned from them. Um, and uh, so the, the show we wanted to talk to you two about uh, was a show uh, originally called The All-American Clusterfuck um, and also had a uh, holiday ver- version. What was the name of the holiday version again? It was A Very Merry Clusterfuck. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's, it's, uh, it's a very cool show and uh, there's a lot of stuff about it that I really like and, and want to talk about. Um but uh, to just start us off, um, what, w- what would you say is the uh, short description of, of that show? Uh, I feel like it is a um, hour-long sketch show that was designed to look like it was falling apart, but it was very well planned out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and that's awesome. So, so it's, it's basically... Uh, yeah, like like a review style sketch or um, mm-hmm. uh, variety, um, and uh, so is is there a story behind what uh, how it came to be? Other than just want to do a show together, and I, I'm one of the things I'm most interested in is is just the uh, landing on that title. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I recall, and who knows, my <laughs> memory might be Brian Williams. It has been a, it has been, <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. So I, I don't know. At that point, I think we'd both been doing shows for quite a while. And I guess like I, I think I asked you, Mary Beth, to do yeah, it. And just, I don't know. I just wanted to do a show with Mary Beth because I thought we both had the same sort of weird sense of humor. And up to that point, the shows that I had done had either been like written with like very large casts for the most part, or were kind of more of like a straight ahead sketch or like mostly like straight ahead kind of sketch shows. And I don't know, I just wanted to do something weird or I just wanted basically to be able to do whatever we wanted to do. Yeah, (laughs) that was how you pitched it to me. And I was like, okay, (laughs) sounds good. I would like that too. Yeah. So, so go comedy and um, Planet Ant too. I feel I feel like the Metro Detroit scene is really influenced by Second City uh, from the years that there was a Second City in Detroit, um, and also being like close to Chicago and um, so so it, it, like the the sketch processes that you had been part of like all kind of find follow the same um, sensibilities. Right. And so you were just kind of like, I don't want to like have to abide by that template uh, sort of thing. Yeah. 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 It was very much we just wanted to do our own thing, like something that we would find funny and interesting to watch, I feel. Um, Yeah. And I I think that we both have like. I don't know if I'd call it a weird sense of humor, but we definitely find a lot of the same things funny. And a lot of that is like very over the top, very, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Destructive is weird, not the right word. Weird is, cor- weird is correct. Like, like destructive. 
I don't. I wouldn't say twisted, but like I don't know. Like basically, our Christmas show is Halloween themed, like weird mm-hmm. stuff right. like that. Right. Um, yeah. We also, we'll right. we'll we'll take an idea and latch onto it, and then like dive in too deep to it. <laughs> and I think we both do that <laughs> as well. Yeah, I think like in the past, a lot of times like getting ready to do a show, it felt like I'd have an idea and everybody would feel like, what the fuck? <laughs> but when I tell Mary Beth, she's like, I love it. So <laughs> to be clear, I also first say, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. We so, can do it. <laughs> yeah. It's very, um, I, I don't know if the, the, the term alt comedy is very helpful. Cause that's, that's, it's, it's, that really just is like stuff that's not necessarily main, mainstream, but it doesn't have a, a real genre or, um, style to itself alt comedy uh but uh i think that 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 is what comes to mind when i think of the style that you two have and especially um completely leaned into uh in that show um at the outset of of the writing process did you two have like how how did you figure out um what you were aiming at and um chip away at you know, the final product, uh, without the usual templates and sensibilities. I think we just, we, we met up at a bar. <laughs> we usually were drinking and we pulled up a Google doc and like, we would just write down every single idea that we came up with, um, until we eventually found a theme, I think is what we did. Right. Um, for, for at least the first couple, I think we, we did that. Um, I think the first one, I think the general theme was be as trashy American as possible, if I recall. <laughs> yes, uh, that was. <laughs> so, yeah, our our doc was filled with things like um, too many extension cords and, like, things like that. And then we figured out how to then bring those, like, single word ideas to the show. Cool. Um, was there anything, given that, that you were trying to... Um, do exactly what you wanted and shake off whatever other norms. Um, were there, what, what, what sorts of things did you learn through the writing process? Um, are there any like, like major takeaways from being able to do things that way, completely your own way? You didn't have a director, right? It was just the two of you writing. No, it was just us. Yeah. <laughs> we also directed them. <laughs> yeah, we did. Well, to be honest, I couldn't think of someone who would be a good fit to direct you guys. You're your yeah. own entity. Like, um, I think that one, one major takeaway from this process that I learned is that if, if you, you don't rehearse at all, there's gonna be problems. Um, but if you write a show that's meant to have problems, then it works. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I think like part of what I learned is like the, there is an investment in trying to do something that is completely your own for one night. And like, there's like a beauty in that because you do it one time, you can do whatever you want. You're able to do like these outlandish things, but it's not sustainable to do them over and over. Like for the first one, we had to buy these like fake doors that we painted because we kicked through them to come on stage to start. <laughs> we got my boss to sing um, songs. We filled up a bunch of drop boxes with like fast food 
that rained down on us at the end. Oh, like, yeah. And then, like, threw it at full force oh, at yeah. the audience. Yeah, <laughs> we did. My dad got hit in the head with a cheeseburger at the end. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think in the second one, we dumped um, runny pudding on my head in the very first sketch. So then I just had that on me for the whole show. So, like, it, it it's a lot to do that many times but doing it right. one time is fun <laughs> yeah well that's it's kind of like the, there's got to be a, a trade-off for you know the pros and cons are that you unfortunately only get to do it once so you don't get the repeatability of something that you really uh are excited about but you can go completely all out because <laughs> you're not worried about repeatability uh right and you have no reason to hold on to anything for like closing night opening night is closing night and I think there was also, there was like a lot of magic that came out of the one night only thing because it was like we had, a, again, they were very well planned out. Like we knew exactly what we wanted to happen, but then it was like, yeah. all right, let's see what's actually going to happen. Um, because again, like we rehearsed the sketches in it a, a little bit, um, but we didn't rehearse the parts that weren't fully scripted. It was like two beats and we had an idea of what we wanted to do. But it was just like, let's see if it works. So I think part of I think also that that came through for the audience of the show is is they get to find out along with us if it's going to work and and what's going to happen. Yeah. And the, the other part of that that I think was nice was like we built in, we had sketches and we had like some pieces that were like loosely improvised. And the thing that was really nice about that is we were able to bring in people who maybe didn't have as much experience doing shows and like to be able to say like, Hey, like I like, no, you don't have much experience. I think you're super funny. Do you want to do this like bit part in this? Um, I think was like a really cool piece of it as well. Yeah, it was fun. And then I think, um, who did we have in the, in the first one? I think we had Shivani, Chris Fortin and Charlie, right? Yeah. And they were all brand new. So like they hadn't had, yeah. they hadn't done shows really that, uh, that much. Um, and we got to have them in ours. Um, and they did whatever we told them to. It was very fun. <laughs> to, like do it, put on this, take this bag of like random clothes we found and make an outfit and we'll judge you like that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> Stuff that doesn't sound like it would work, but then it worked. Yeah. So let's talk about the actual performing of it and uh, audience response. Um, uh, yeah, because I imagine, again, when, when you're like, it, when the goal is let's kind of get free reign on all the things that people, when we usually pitch it, are like, well, I don't know. Uh and uh, go for it. Like, like a huge part of the, of the success, I think, especially for comedy and especially for sketch, um, is your commitment and your belief in it as a uh, performer uh, selling it. Um, so were there particular scenes or um, experiences in, in doing it that um, felt that way or like uh, were pleasantly surprising or uh missed the mark in ways that you were uh unhappy about um i'm mostly remembering the second one are we on to the second one yet or you want you me to talk about focus yeah, yeah, on yeah. The first one? Which, whichever one, yes. one yeah the second one one moment that stands out to me of the second one of like this is going way better than like at we ever could have known 
um, is we blasted a Celine Dion <laughs> Christmas song and we just ran around passing out little wrapped like Halloween toys, but like they were Christmas presents. And we gave one yeah. to every single audience member. And then we just ran around like yelling the lyrics and like throwing stuff at each other for like a good four to five minutes. We did this and like wow. everyone was very into it. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> like, we individually thanked every single member of the audience. Yeah, and we like, Thank you for being here. Here's a present. Thank you for being here. There were some people that I went to high school with that I didn't know well. Um, and I don't know that they knew that they even knew me that were there. And I was like, Oh, thank you for being here. I haven't seen you in like 15 years. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah. Um, I, I think that specifically was one of those bits where like we start and people laugh and like, Oh, haha, Like they're going to do it. And then for a couple of minutes, they're like, they're not going to think every single person we're like yes we fucking are and then we're gonna make you listen to the rest of the song because yeah i think we just were tossing them into the audience i don't know it was fun um Uh, yeah then and then so uh, as you said the uh very merry clusterfuck or the the supposedly i can listen to you say clusterfuck over and over again (laughs) you always seem so confused like are you doing is it really the the title of the show (laughs) oh yeah well well well, on that one i was i was trying it it was very merry clusterfuck right yes okay okay um and then uh also but that reminds me before i get to the question i was gonna ask um I, i gotta i gotta know what what kind of did PJ or whoever have any pushback on clusterfuck or yeah <laughs> I think I think so and we're like no we're doing it <laughs> and he's like eventually did. I think the 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 trickiest thing was maybe like the I remember the poster went up oh, for the, say the poster the, yeah the poster went up for the Fourth of July one right at the same time as the kids camp was going on uh, so, okay. <laughs> i think that there was like some weirdness with that so right yeah, next to um, each other on the double yeah. doors yeah <laughs> well the the compromise there it was like i i sincerely do in in a way feel for pj in dealing with me through those <laughs> because i had such like i felt super duper strongly and i think like i was usually the one that at that time was mostly in contact with him about yeah because i was still relatively new when we were doing i think i had been doing shows i don't was that was that in 2015 that we did that first one i think i did my first show in 2014 so i didn't know pj really well yet um enough to force him to name a show clusterfuck <laughs> Yeah, I felt very comfortable with my demands. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, that was the thing. He's like, "Does it have to be this?" And I said, "Yes, it does have to be that because this is ex- it's exactly what it is. It's the perfect title." Right. And he's yeah. like, "There will be children." You know what you're lobby. walking into. Yeah, <laughs> there will yeah. Be and, I, and I mean, the title came up because when we were talking about what we wanted it to be like, and we had this like whole like all American thing going, we were like, we just wanted to be like it's a clusterfuck and we were like yeah that's it so <laughs> what it is i think the compromise for the poster was that we like i don't know put some like symbols instead of it saying necessarily yeah, did the cartoon that. swearing rather it than didn't, yeah right. it didn't quite yeah. fully say clusterfuck but you knew what it it meant um the christmas one may did the christmas one i don't recall um it, it may have I know that the the first one did not uh, fully say clusterfuck, but that I mean that is I so w- what I love about it is is that uh, again for being something that is um, it just 
really um, says exactly what you want it to be. And it, like you said, Jenny, and um, uh, it's uncompromising. And uh, I'm I'm jealous of a title like that because usually. You know, I put a lot of thought into uh, naming my shows, and I think I come up with good names. Sure. Once you know what the show is, you're like, oh, that's a good name for the show. But All American Clusterfuck makes you want to know what the show is, yeah. which is a better that's good <laughs> way marketing. of pulling people in. Is that like, it doesn't matter what it is. I want, I want it to be what I think it is based on the title. Um, or be like, there's no way for me to be, uh, you know, bummed, like you're promising, uh, not a lot. No, (laughs) we promised promised very little each time. And that's what they got. But like fun, there was, we did win an award for the first one. I will say we did have pyrotechnics. We did did have pyrotechnics. We like, it was really freeing to just kind of do whatever we wanted to do. Like we, and we had a lot of help too from like mm-hmm. our friends and and other people in the community. Like in the first Absolutely. one, we had a whole scene where that Mary Beth wrote where I was just a giant ET. Like I was <laughs> ET, and that was, and we had our friend uh, Ted and Jen Hansen made a gigantic ET foam head that I put on my body. Right. We had I think they made the lizards as well, right? Yeah, they made lizard heads for a uh, oh, sketch yeah. we had called McLizens, which was <laughs> about being at like a, a Hooters style restaurant with male lizard stripper <laughs> surfers, I guess. <laughs> oh, that classic premise. Yeah. <laughs> also worked very well, <laughs> better than you'd imagine. Um, that sketch I liked particularly because that was like, we weren't in character. That was like, so basically the premise was like Jenny always got into her a situation where like she had to like get a lap dance by these lizard men. <laughs> and so I was genuinely laughing at her about that happening on stage in front of an audience. Um, yeah. And I was genuinely like horrified, uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. And I wrote it. <laughs> it was very real oh you did it to yourself oh my she did and then she did it again for the next one yeah. <laughs> yeah so um uh how was it being self-directed were there uh difficulties that came along with that or was it also just pretty freeing and uh gelled well with what you were trying to do um i'm trying to we just did, we did it full. We didn't have someone come in and do the sketches for those ones, did we? It was just fully us. It was just fully us for those. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't remember it going poorly. <laughs> uh, I think that it, it, it worked because it was like, we we knew what we wanted it to be so much that we were able to like step outside of it and and see it as a, as a director and being in it. I know typically that doesn't work very well. And we went away from that a little bit down the road when we did unruly women, but for this one time only show, like it, it worked yeah. for me anyway. I don't know oh, yeah. how Jenny feels, but <laughs> I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> no, I thought it worked really well. Um, Cause like Mary Beth said, we knew, we knew what we wanted. Um, and I think even like when we did get some help directing, we just like had such a strong vision of what we wanted. Like we, when we did like a, the unruly women, like we did have some directing, but mm-hmm. 
it was like, we just both knew what we wanted so clearly. And I think that we worked, we had like a lot of good give and take when we were mm -hmm. like co-directing and writing it. Like, so I don't know. I think that when we work together, we just have such a strong, strong, like clear vision of what we're doing and what we want that bringing yeah. in a third person can be a struggle. <laughs> yes. We work it out yeah. for so long before we actually get to rehearsing and, and putting it up. Um, that we're both on exactly the same page. Um, That's cool. And it did, it worked out to the point where like the, the two clusterfucks are probably the only two shows I've ever done that turned out exactly as I imagined they would turn out. Um, like everything went for the most part. I think there were, there were a couple more hiccups in the second one than the first one. Um, but it did go very well. That's awesome. Um, I would say you guys have really cool, big imaginations. Like we're talking about male stripper lizards and everything. Uh, what, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to write big like you do, but have that, I don't know, that negative, um, judge on their shoulder, like, oh, you can't do lizard people. Cause how are you going to get these masks or, you know, like the, you, you talk to people who, who try to, to write and, they hold themselves back for some reason, and you two have none of that. Well, what's your secret? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm we just full of myself, answers. and I just think I can do whatever yes. I want to do. Yeah, Show me that, your uh, soul. Yeah. yeah, I think that, that I mean, there there is, you do have to keep in mind that you're writing for the stage, but I think that you can always find ways to do things um, and it, it, again, it may be make it messy or it may not be like the most technically perfect show, but you can always find ways to do things that you dream up. You just have to like put some extra thought into it sometimes. Yeah. yeah I mean, especially like when you're doing regional sketch improv type stuff, like and and maybe like anywhere with anything, like you really don't have a lot to fucking lose. So yeah. if what is really funny to you is some bizarre, big, weird shit, like write it and you'll find a way to make it work. Like you'll figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. I, am, I think I'm very big into like writing for myself mostly. Like I will keep the audience in mind if it's like a certain show that's like a regular show and they're expecting something. But for something like this, like, I, I want it to be what I want it to be, I guess. So just write for yourself and then figure out how to <laughs> make it happen after that. Yeah, you do. You have to turn off that skeptics, skepticism because it's I mean, it sounds like what really works for you, two is that y you have so much of the shared sensibilities and getting on the same page that um, you both have the vision. So you both have the belief that something's going to work. So it's not. Like there's no naysaying, but I would also guess that if either one of you was really psyched to try and pull something off and the other person just wasn't understanding it, that you would be like, regardless, I'm on board because if you see it, then I'm sure we can do it. Um, yeah. And that that as opposed to being like when you don't see it exactly what the other person is going for is trying to like poke holes in it or be like, ah, maybe we'll just wait for something else. It's like, if you're jazzed about it, I'm willing to yeah. step up, step out of, out of your way to make sure. Let's go for the ride. Yeah. yeah. There are, I will say there are like, 
uh, many ideas that Jenny would pitch me that I would be like, all right, put it in the doc, in the idea doc. And we didn't revisit them. <laughs> no. we did. I know. I know. I she agree. Knew, like, there, I there has not been a show yet with a never ending salad bar in it. Okay. But I remembered what the never ending salad bar was recently. What is it? What is it? It's you okay it's a person that goes to a never-ending salad bar and they think they're at the end and there's somebody at the end that's like this like weird like innkeeper type person who's like no no you have to keep going and that's it over and over and over again and they're just stuck in the salad bar forever <laughs> now will that work on stage i don't know probably not maybe <laughs> but i honestly like don't care because it makes me laugh <laughs> if somebody was like yeah if, maybe if somebody, someday i know we, we need like a really long theater <laughs> right. we just use all of nine miles yeah. um so okay hopping back over to the actual performance of the show uh my, my question about the holiday show uh you you uh mentioned earlier that you made your christmas clusterfuck a halloween show um and uh so i don't know with with with, uh big weird things like that or or um any of the weirder scenes like uh what what other kinds of uh audience response did you get that that uh were memorable to you in doing the shows um i think good there was a at the end of this is a this isn't the halloween one this is the um fourth of july one again but at the end of that i mentioned we had pyrotechnics so um we took the idea of too many extension cords and like we had like this big finale that we were acting like we were trying to get going but like it wasn't working so the idea was like we would just keep plugging in cords and and trying to figure out how to make this finale work um and at one point I plug in a cord and then um, Jenny threw water on me. And th- so there was, there was sparks that shot out, um, which hadn't happened. It didn't work. I don't think until the time we did it on stage, it was really, we were really unsure how that was going to, the finale of the show uh, wasn't working. Uh, it did work on stage, but I think that there were a lot of people that genuinely thought that, like she electrocuted me <laughs> on stage. Like there were people that seemed very startled by concerned. it. Oh, no. <laughs> they were very concerned. Yeah. And I think we, we wrote that, that whole bit around. I just wanted um, to me, something very, very American is that people that don't change their smoke, de- smoke detector batteries. So I wanted right. like the beep to go for the rest of the show periodically. Um, and so we like worked up to that so that there could be like that fire and a smoke detector would be going off. And then that beep, it did work well enough that I think throughout the ending, when we were doing like our outro, Shivani kept looking for the beep as though she was in her own home uh. trying to figure out <laughs> where <laughs> it was coming from. Um, but yeah, I think that that big ending w- was received very well by the audience. Um and then again, the Celine Dion thing I liked a lot. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think. Go ahead, go ahead, Jenny. One of the things that surprised me the most, like, was how quickly the audience trusted us. Um, it 
just like, I don't know what it was because I've done lots of shows where the audience did mm-hmm. not trust me, nor should right. they have. That's fine. Yeah. And we didn't earn it for these shows either. Like, no. We just jumped right in. Well, I we think did. that's the beauty of the name. Like you didn't promise them anything. So like <laughs> yeah. there's no promises to be broken. Like, yeah. hey, you play for a clusterfuck. You know what you're getting into. Right. Yeah, I guess that's right. Like when you come, you know, a show's called a, a clusterfuck, and you come in it on December twenty third, and the theater's covered in spider webs and like witches. Right. You just from the get go are like, all right, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, I mean, throughout the day, we would get there very early the day of the show, and I remember um, the the manager at the time walking in and seeing what we were doing and just going like, "You too, like okay." <laughs> One thing that did surprise me in terms of like an audience reaction was in the first one when we did the E.T. sketch, a couple people told me that they got emotional when they heard the (laughs) E.T. music and saw E.T. come out. And I thought, I was like, oh, my God. I don't know. I just didn't expect that any part of our show would make people feel emotional in that way. They had that kind of connection. I didn't know that. That's very funny. That's awesome. But we did. I think we did a lot of stuff in that particular sketch. Like I, I built the flowers so that the flowers could come to life like in the in the uh movie so there was like a lot of nods of of like and like surprises like that that when they worked um (laughs) were well received and 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 everyone seemed to like um i can't think of anything i anything that like didn't didn't go well that or like anything that wasn't well received in those shows um, well, yeah, again, I mean, like it's probably uh, good branding or, or marketing or whatever, like like the way that you present the show and um, people in the community know you two uh, enough to by that point to like get the sensibilities. So, you know, it's it's very fortunate to, to find your audience. But if you do, then then, yeah, like and, and again, I feel like a good title uh, has a lot to do with that. Bob and I have talked about, like, how do you make sure I don't know, like in in different if you're going if you're doing like a taboo driven or edgy comedy, like one of the ways that you can avoid um, uh, ambushing or, or, uh, you know, rubbing the audience wrong way is to make sure that that it's kind of built into your uh, message of the show from the title to the description, like what you're going to go see. So, like, you know, you probably just nailed the um, the 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 draw of uh people who are like this sounds like my flavor (laughs) you know yeah we also for that show we did a lot of like pr that lent itself to that as well um and to get that audience we did like we would post like very cryptic facebook statuses being like if we were to do something like it we always made it seem like it was going to be a mess and then i think with jenny and the bets that helped a lot as well. We would do that um, during Matt Noss's variety show. Uh, and that was essentially a clusterfuck in itself where I, I would bet Jenny <laughs> yeah. that she couldn't do something. And the idea was supposed to be that she could and the audience member was going to do a prize, but then she couldn't do it. Um, and it was always something gross and horrifying and embarrassing for her. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Can you remind me uh, of one of those? Uh, yeah, one. Did I make you eat um, hard boiled eggs with like, uh, like, like Sunday toppings? Yeah, it was. I think so. It was really sick. There was one that was like, 
I don't even remember what it was. It was like I had to blow up. So while this is going on, Mary Beth is playing <laughs> Benny and the Jets on the melodica and singing Jenny and the Jets. So I have like a minute to do this, but I had to like blow up a like a like swimmy pool thing put on swim cap and goggles and then i had to eat like tartar sauce and cherry pie oh, oh. yeah you did have to do that <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maple syrup also was it that was, all the same thing yeah it was yeah. and and it was like for the audience for like you might win a macbook like we brought out like a macbook <laughs> it was like an empty box yeah <laughs> It was, I mean, yeah, it was just yeah. really disgusting. And <laughs> I actually don't remember the audience part. What did you, what was the promise to the audience? Like, like you picked a, a specific person? Off? Yeah, if we I, picked yeah. a person. And if, if Jenny did what I bet her she couldn't do, they won the prize, but she <laughs> never did it. Although there were some moments where you were like, I just wanted to do it because I knew that I could. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you can. I don't really have a MacBook to give away. Um, but I think, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, part of I think maybe what makes that work or our shows work is that like once we get into something, yeah. we just fully commit. Like I was just like, this is disgusting. But there is this competitive, dumb, <laughs> broy part of me that's just like, I could do that, whatever, and. I'm fully in it when we're doing that. Yeah. I think that uh, when we auditioned that, because Matt did not trust us, he's like, you must audition. Um, <laughs> that <is> true. We're <laughs> like, like, okay. So try. And I think I made you, yeah, I, uh, we, if we had to try out, um, and I think you had to put on like a child's Halloween costume and eat a can of baked beans, which turns out Jenny does not like baked beans. Oh, and I, I didn't that. know that. Oh. <laughs> um, so that added to it. And then like, I don't think Matt expect like no one, if you hadn't seen it before, you don't expect me to start playing Benny and the Jets on the melodica. Um, so there's like that aspect of like, what is she playing? Cause it's just like chords until I start like singing along. Um, and then watching Jenny do this like ridiculous, disgusting thing uh, while Matt holds the phone to, with a countdown timer on it. Um, it was exciting. <laughs> yeah. truth, that, that is one thing that's like another example of something that we were both like this is brilliant and yeah. people were like I, I don't know we're just like just please yeah. trust us you gotta see it. Going to work. Yeah. yeah and then we'd be like if you liked that come see our show the clusterfuck and then people came so yeah so wait a minute <laughs> you had to audition <laughs> Yeah, Jenny, you twice had to do these. This like you had like in the audition, you would have to do the hard boiled eggs and Sunday yeah. toppings. Oh we only God. auditioned one time, so we just had to audition like the premise. So we only had to audition okay. the one time, and then he's like, "Okay, you can continue to do this." Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> Man, that if you had to do everything twice over, that would just <laughs> that no, like and and the whole day, For the no whole day, too. I would just dread it. The whole day, I'd be <laughs> that, like, "Why am I doing? Why am I humiliating myself?" Did you know what the bet was going to be the whole day? No, no, but no? I did. So I would like ponder. <laughs> so she taught me all day, and I'm like, "What am I fucking doing? Like, I what what is this? Like, why do I choose this kind of comedy? What kind of hatred do I have for myself?" And then we do it, and it'd be super fun. Yeah. I'd be like, "Oh, that was so yeah. fun." I would text you and be like, "Hey, are you vegan this week? Like, <laughs> what can I do?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for that kind of comedy work, like you guys are saying, you have to go, you just have to go for it. 
And I think that's what really brought everybody on board because there was no he- hesitation. Like, I guess this is what I, this is my punishment for being this kind of, you know, improviser. Here we go. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. So, um, if you were going to do the next clusterfuck from scratch, um, start over and, and do it again, um, whenever <laughs> it's it's allowed and possible. When there's a theater. Yeah. <laughs> Never ending salad bar. Sketch one. Yeah. Done. Uh, What's if, that? If you were to. It starts to, at Pontiac, goes all the way to Ferndale. <laughs> amazing. Um, what, what would you, what things would you definitely keep the same about your process? What things would you change um, if you were going to do it again soon? Man. Um, I feel, I feel like this process, I would, for the most, like, I would make sure I wasn't busy during it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. That's one thing. Like, that's one thing that would, would stress us out is like, if we both had a lot to do and had to put up this one night only show and like, like the, the Christmas one, we had to start collecting our props two months early, uh, because we knew it was, we weren't going to get Halloween stuff at Christmas time. So like, you have to like focus on it for so long. Um, so that would be my one thing. Other than that, I think the process for that show for me worked well. That's a, yeah, that's a great point uh, though about like uh, you know uh, the, the the successes and the payoffs are are so big, but at the same time you do have to wear all the hats if you're going to be writing, uh, rehearsing, developing, directing, performing the show, and you're only accountable to yourself. So like that that is the trade off is that you really have to have the the time and the energy and um, mental space to, 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 to organize all that um, in order to have it pay off the way that it did. How about for you, Jenny? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think for that show, that process works. Um, I would definitely keep just hanging out and throwing all, all of our ideas into like a Google Doc or whatever, however you capture ideas. Just whatever makes us laugh. Like a, a theme will emerge. Like, yeah. so just keeping that i mean yeah we would have to make sure that we could afford to bankroll it because <laughs> it's expensive an expensive venture <laughs> yeah that's one thing that i'm never into like i've directed um like one show uh, a sketch show and um uh, assisted directed one or two others but um that's the thing where i'm like i don't i love directing improv because at, at most you have light light and music cues with sketch, right. it's like you're responsible for figuring out, especially for like local uh, theater. Like, um, you know, you, the theater doesn't have a budget for you to be like, all right, you get yeah. five hundred bucks on props. Uh, you really do have Ward to just like, and, yeah. <laughs> not only not only do you have to you have to uh, uh, buy it, but you have to um, you have to track it down, and that can take a lot too. Yeah. If you have this this image of like, I want this, then you have to go and find that thing and order it, whether it's shopping early for Halloween props or um, uh, uh, figuring out who, who can help you uh, stitch together lizard man heads. Um, that for me, that's a lot of uh, pressure. Uh, do, do, do both of you enjoy that though? Is, is, is like the seeking out the physical props and, and whatnot, you know, money aside. Um, I think it, it yeah, it, I think we split it up pretty well for the, like we did, we each wrote, the same amount of sketches in the show. And then I believe we were responsible for our own sketches. Is that correct? Do I remember that right, Jenny? I think for the most part, that's true. Like, I think there were some like specific things that we each individually might have like 
if somebody, if like one of the or the other of us needed something, like for example, yeah. some of the sketches that we did were like videotaped. So, oh like, yeah, where they were filmed, videotaped, <laughs> videotaped. <laughs> they were video. <laughs> uh, but I mean, for that, like we used Mary Beth's home. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like the home Macy's ones, like we had to, those are unique in that, like we had to catch my house when it was like being renovated because like it was supposed to take place in like this very messy environment. So I was like, hey, here's like a spot where all of the stuff from this room is in the middle of the floor. Um, let's see what we can find in yeah. it. And the idea yeah. of home Macy's was that there were these two women who lived together who had a public access show where they would just sell their stuff to you and yeah. <laughs> and tell stories about the stuff they were selling sometimes. And it just worked out yeah. very well. And there were things like my little sister's first communion pictures, like things like that. And we would like put tags on them and it would say like, holy girl, $57 <laughs> like that. And it's just very, it's very public accessy. Um, <laughs> But I did love I did love those a lot. So, yeah, those um, are definitely the kind of premises that um, you you can't get the same effect out of it without having it. It, it you know, the, the props bring it to life or right. um, make it what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's that's awesome. It's, I, you know, uh, not 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 every style of comedy is for everyone, but there's nothing cooler to me than when people get to do their style at 100 percent. Um, and so yeah. this show is definitely one that uh, I just stands out to me as like a really cool um, uh, example of that. And um, I'm glad we got to talk about it. Thank you. Thank you. Heck Thank yeah. Thank you. Um, anything before we let you go? Is there anything uh, that you're up to in the virtual world that you would like to plug? Uh, yeah, I've been working on a podcast with Julia Schroeder and Katie McGraw. Uh, we're trying to support women in professional sports. So we're uh, watching those and chatting about them. They should be up pretty soon. The podcast is called She's Good um, because they're they're good. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> so that should be coming at you soon. I think you can catch some of them on Julia's uh, YouTube already. Okay, sure. and, and yeah, uh, we will link and uh, wh whenever the most uh, updated or preferred link is available, we'll make sure that we uh, update the description to have it on this video. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, my maybe less noble quest is uh, doing a <laughs> podcast to establish a new metal canon it's called Roach Coach. Coach with a K. Jenny, um, <laughs> all quests are noble in their own way. I don't know. <laughs> Very noble. Gotta keep um, that fan base alive. Yeah. Right. Um, that's a that's a podcast I do with uh, Lauren Kozlowski and Matt Noss, and uh, I think you can go to RoachCoach.com. I I don't know. I don't know where it is. <laughs> well, I listen to it, and it's wherever you can get your podcast at. I feel yeah. like you just like got the essence of Mary Beth right. and the essence of me. Put it in the doc, Benny. Put it in yeah. the doc. I'm glad your cat showed up in the middle of this. This is great. This yeah. is everything. My cat's <laughs> eating her own asshole. I'm like, I don't know where my stuff is. You can find it. This is the <laughs> this is the balance, the delicate balance that makes a clusterfuck work. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, 
Well, yeah, Ro- Roach Coach is on Gabber Media uh, Podcast Network <laughs> uh, along with this show, Improv FAQ, at length. Uh, if you're watching this video, you're either watching it on Facebook or YouTube. Um, but you can also find it anywhere pa- podcasts are found. Um, you should also know that the most up-to-date content is uh, and complete content is going to be on YouTube. Um, uh, we Well, we're catching up on, on Facebook, actually. Um, and... Uh, all all of the at length episodes should be current on podcast as well um thanks for joining and we'll catch you next time on improv faq at length bye